Hey ladies, welcome to the Yas and Amen podcast, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscelis Dominguez. Let's get it. Hey everyone, for today's episode, we have a very special guest. Her name is Caitlin Beatty, and she and I connected actually last year And she's just quite incredible in the sense of someone who I really admire and how she's communicating about uh, the church and church hurt and celebrity culture and all the things related to that. So let me share her bio and then let's get into this conversation. So Caitlin is the author of the book Celebrities for Jesus, how personas, platforms and profits are hurting the church. If you have not checked that out, absolutely recommend it. Uh, and she has written for several Christian and mainstream outlets about faith and culture. She previously served as managing editor of Christianity Today magazine and has lived in Brooklyn since 2018. Learn more about Caitlin at CaitlinBeatty.com, and that link will be in the show notes. And so today we'll be chatting through what it means to have a healthy Christ-centric culture over celebrity culture. Here we have Caitlin. So excited. Just share the intro. So we're just going to get right into this conversation. Welcome, welcome, Caitlin. So glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yes. Um, This is, I mean, when I thought of this topic, um, I really couldn't think of anyone else particularly to just talk through, you know, celebrity culture within the church. I know many Christians think about it um, and probably process through it and even pray for it, I hope. But um, the fact that you came out with a book um, that really touches on it, uh, I just, I found, I felt very seen in the book. There was moments that I was very angry in the book. There was moments where Mm. I was like, okay, like this is, you know, kind of just a lot of things that I think we have just thought about, but not necessarily said. Um, Mm -hmm. And because we haven't necessarily said or talked about it too much, it continues to be a problem. Um, Mm -hmm. And it absolutely is hurting the church. Um, And so obviously, in the sense that we're living in a world that already has celebrities, right? So celebrity culture in itself exists. Um, Mm -hmm. But as Christians, and especially because of that Bible says it, we're meant to be sanctified, meaning we're meant to be set apart. Um, And we don't have to, you know, uh, say that the world is doing always wrong, but we get to look differently. And so the fact Mm -hmm. that we have two um, celebrities <laughs> is quite interesting. But when I look at it, um, and you talked a little bit about this in your book too, I look about, look at it, I'm like, we have, um, we some, in many ways, we have put people in these positions. So yes, mm-hmm. some have mm-hmm. strived to get there and have strived to elevate themselves into that way. But also in many ways, we have a responsibility and we have placed them in that position. So what are your thoughts around that dynamic and what you Mm. feel can we um, do to have a healthy approach to, I would say the word dismantle it, but maybe people can use other words, but just to kind (laughs) of come to an ending of this because it just clearly is not good for the church. Yeah. Well, first I'll say, um, thank you for reading the book. I think you're, you're absolutely right that this isn't just an issue with those specific individuals who want to become celebrities or act like celebrities in the church. This is very much 
a communal and cultural problem within the church where there's something in us, whether we're lay members in the pews, um, on social media, following Christian influencers, we are looking for celebrities in our midst. We're looking for people to look up to, to idolize, um, to tell us how to do things, like to tell us how to do the Christian life. It's almost like they they should be perfect. So we don't have to, like, we're offloading all of our expect spiritual expectations onto these other people. And, you know, we all want role models. We all, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with admiring or honoring leaders who we've spent time with, we've gotten to know, we see how they treat other people. We see how they faithfully serve. And over time we develop appreciation and trust. I think, part of the problem with celebrity is that it's all almost always from afar, you know, it's from a screen or a stage. We are being led and influenced by celebrity leaders who we don't really know, you know, in any real way, we can't really know in any real way. And that kind of distance creates all sorts of problems around, um, accountability around community, um, it goes without saying, I think you know, all Christians are called to be within some kind of embodied community where you're you're working out what it means to follow Jesus in, in this world. So, um, but yeah, I think a lot of this comes down to examining why we kind of lay Christians, quote unquote, keep putting people on platforms. Why do we keep putting people on pedestals? What is going on in our own understanding of the Christian life and our own relationship with God that we are inclined to do that. That's really good. I think because um, it's it's a it's a kind of like a, like a pointing finger back at us, back to ourselves um, to mm -hmm. reflect, to evaluate, because even in considering, you know, some I'm someone who is very outspoken around um, church hurt and what perpetuates um, church abuse and all those things. But I'm also always reminding myself first to look at myself, but also people to look at themselves, um, mm -hmm. because in many ways, even if we're part of those communities, we can still perpetuate these cultures, these things. Um, recently, I did an episode actually of like 10 things that I feel that perpetuate church scandals and church abuse. Um, and so much of it is uh, a lack of kind of just acknowledging that this is not just like, oh, we shouldn't have celebrities, but like that it's that it's dangerous, that it's unhealthy, that it's unhelpful um, for the body of Christ. And so when I think about there's, okay, quote unquote celebrities, right? But then they are also like well-known. I, like I like to use the word well-known, mm -hmm. right? Because I do think that there are people who are amplified, that have a big voice that people listen to, that are not necessarily trying to be um, an influencer right. or celebrity, but, you know, they just happen to um, have a lot of maybe following or a large email list or, or whatever. Um, and so right. quote unquote well-known. And so- I think for mm -hmm. those or the people either growing into that position or people like that, what would you say um, mm -hmm. is how they can responsibly live that out in order to not end up being right. becoming basically a, a celebrity? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And I I think you're you're right that there is a distinction between well known. I I I talk about fame in my book and the distinction between fame and celebrity. And I think one distinction and one reason that being well-known is not a problem per se is that the work itself is what you are 
passionate about offering, you know, you're putting something out into the world where, whether it's a creative project or teaching or really good writing, or could be a number of things. Um, and the, the message or the content itself is what drives you. And if you happen to connect with people and people start to follow you or recognize your name from that, that's a byproduct of good work in the world. It's not the, the notoriety itself is not the thing being sought. It is the good work in the world. It might be a sense that this is what God has called me to do. This is what God has laid on my heart. I want to connect with other people. You know, we as communicators, <laughs> it, it it goes without saying you communicate to connect with other people. So um, it's not a problem if actually people start listening to what you have to say and benefit from it. I think celebrity, by contrast, is very much... I want to be famous to be famous. I want, that is the thing being sought. The work is an afterthought. And so if you, you know, if you are doing good work in the world, the work is the main thing or the message is the main thing and people start paying attention and you start to realize, oh, people are following me. The numbers are going up. You know, if we're talking about social media or more people are coming to my church or whatever, um, you know, that's a really good time to, of course, start by recognizing that, any, any quote unquote success we have, um, you know, rises or falls ultimately on the Lord's leading. I believe that there are people who God has given a, a large reach. And I believe that there are people who are meant to reach a dozen people and neither is actually better than the other. It's a different scope and scale. Bigger does not necessarily mean better. So if you do start to see that growth, just recognizing, um, God, 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 I don't know how else to say it besides God can take it away. Like, um, trusting God's leading whatever comes next and, and practicing a kind of healthy detachment. Um, I will be okay if I don't grow next month in the way I did this month, I will be okay if, you know, gosh, uh, life just has all these demands and complications and I can't always be posting on social media. Like I just can't do it. You know, I'm, I'm a limited person. I will be okay if I don't see this astronomical growth. I'm trusting God with this process. Um, and then just, you know, if you happen, if you, if it turns out that you happen to find kind of overnight explosive growth and reach. That is a really good time to lean even further into the people who love you and know you apart from the numbers, because I know what it feels like to put something on the world that seems to resonate or connect, or you know, I, I'm a journalist and writer. And so I love, you know, when I write something and people are talking about it, because of course, I want to change hearts and minds. And then I see the ways that it so easily becomes unhealthy, that it becomes about the numbers themselves rather than the work. And that's where I'm like, okay, I, I need to take a break. I need to get off social media. I need to see some friends who are not paying attention <laughs> to what's going on on social media. I need to meet with my small group. Uh, I, I need to stay grounded. I think that that idea of staying deeply connected to people who 
love us and know us and aren't going anywhere does a lot to mitigate against the celebrity temptation. I think um, I was just thinking about my brothers don't have um, social media, right? Yeah. Well, one guy like hacked and he just didn't want to come back. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> you know, when I'm around them, it's always a some sense of like humbling. Like they have no idea unless like I tell them any updates on like mm-hmm. books or whatever is happening in my life um, in regards to like calling and career um and that really humbles me you know and I think that's what we that's what we really need um and if we don't have it we need to seek it out we need to seek it out mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. we we absolutely need people that are just essential to keeping us humble absolutely like accountable to like if we end up in certain situations but also just like mm-hmm. humbling I think people are a prevention tool um t- towards all this other nonsense that's happening right like mm-hmm. actually having healthy mm-hmm. people and the kind certain kind of people right because we can also be surrounded mm-hmm. by yes people we can also be surrounded by people mm-hmm. that won't um address or they will just celebrate all that stuff um right right I remember in the last church that I worked for um early on um I saw a gift in the pastor that I was um, under who was my pastor and I was just like hey you know I think this is a really beautiful and big gift that the Lord has given you, but just as much as it's big and beautiful, the enemy is watching. Um, and so you need mm. to, as a social worker, I just always think of preventative tools. Like it's just mm. in my, that's what we're taught to, to, to implement preventative approaches to help our clients not end up in certain situations um, mm-hmm. in order to not need intervention. Right. And so when I was seeing that, I was like, Hey, you know, like I would say, I would I suggested, Hey, maybe go to therapy or do this program or, you know, develop a group of men around you, um, or do this. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't, um, do any of that. <laughs> he didn't necessarily listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, it ended up being a crazy situation. He no longer works at that church and, um, a lot of people are hurt, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think it's that, I, I think it's listening to the small voices, um, or loud voices in your life that really, love you and see mm-hmm. something in you um but also are so discerning that they can see where it can mm-hmm. go wrong um and mm-hmm. that's why humble hum- and humility I think is essential because for example in that case he did not receive what I said hum- in in humility but I think when right. we see things in humility and see that people especially if they love us want the best for us um mm-hmm. then we just get to receive it right and and not everything right because not everything is from the Lord and sometimes some people is just opinion but um I think that's just so important in that process um mm-hmm. because we even in our own heads can try to be like all right, stay humble, do this, do that. But, you know, the numbers can mess with you and all these different things. Um, And I also like how you said, like, kind of like stepping away. Like for me, for me with like the podcast, I used to like look at the number downloads like every week. I maybe look at it like once a month, you know, now, like Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm like, Lord, Mm -hmm. it's going to reach what's going to reach. Right. So I I can't be like, just so like, I'm looking at the numbers every week. I I get the numbers um, matter in some context, but even doing that kind of practice that as opposed to being like obsessive about looking at something Mm -hmm. consistently, um, just looking at it perhaps when it's needed or applicable. Hey friends, just dropping in here mid episode to remind you of the Sower Summit. We have it going on this summer in New York City, but you can also register online. This is a conference like no other for women of God who want to grow, who want to glorify God, and who want to also experience perhaps church in a different way. And so join us for that. All the information is in the show notes. And also if this episode is really resonating with you, 
and you yourself are perhaps weary of the church or have been wounded by the church, then Healing for the Body is the community and space for you. We are getting started this Monday, March 27th, but you can still register for it over at the show notes. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, I think it's also when we're thinking about healthy churches, healthy spiritual communities, it's good to remember that there can be unhealthy growth, like just because the numbers are growing and more people are coming and there are more, you know, there's more activity. Um, you know, growth is not something to be pursued at all costs. And I think part of the celebrity conversation in the church is that we've ended up the ends have justified the means. Um, and so if there is a leader who, you know, great, public speaker, great communicator, people are coming to the church to listen to them preach. There are all these other character issues um, or unwillingness to listen to the truth spoken in love. And it's a pattern. Gosh, there are these issues that we see behind closed doors. The people who work closest to this person see these issues. But what do you do? I mean, everything looks like success from the outside. We don't we're all on this train that's going fast. How do we stop the train? And we like that it's growing. It feels good to be part of something that seems to be succeeding. And I think all of that can end up over time justifying behavior that, you know, maybe starts as as with all sin patterns, you know, it it starts small and then it balloons and mushrooms and can capsize a whole church. And it's just, it's good to remember to the costs of this, that it's not just the one fallen leader. It is oftentimes an entire community left to pick up the pieces. And so for so the, the ripple effects are really, can be really real and really, really painful. Yeah. Yeah. Because it goes beyond the walls because then those people who are hurt and harm people in their life are seeing perhaps that we're interested in Jesus, perhaps for the church are seeing mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's so many more people than we mm-hmm. realize. Um, and uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, just like the charisma and all the things I got like this ad the other day on Instagram of like marketing for like an Easter service. Like if you want to double your numbers for Easter service, I was like, well, what is this nonsense? Nonsense. I clicked on it. And <laughs> you know, I was just like this, it actually made me very upset because I'm just like, mm. why, why is that something that we are interested in doing, doubling our numbers for, um, for Easter, even if so many people would come to like, come to Jesus in that instance, like, is mm-hmm. that our, like, do, is that how we want to center salvation or growth in numbers? Right. So I think right. that goes back to the celebrity centric culture. Like let's grow, 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 have this, you know, crazy Easter service. Um, and it's like, then away from Christ, which is hilarious, not, not hilarious, but Easter is a resurrection Sunday. Yeah. So I'm just like, <laughs> and I always like yeah. to call it resurrection Sunday. I don't like to call it Easter. So we can like, remember like resurrections, like this is the point. Um, and so, like mm-hmm. I said, I think mm-hmm. it, it connects to the celebrity centric culture. And so I think the heart of, I would say hope most Christians is to create a Christ-centered culture, whether it is in their church, in their home, wherever they are present, that their presence would be that. Um, and so mm-hmm. how do you, what would you say is, what does it even a Christ-centered culture look like um, as opposed to a celebrity-centered culture? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, the easy answer is 
to say everything we do together, our, our common life together is oriented around the person of Christ and, and following Christ and serving Christ. And we all know that that is the true answer. Um, but I also think w- when we're thinking about the shared life of the early church, you know, what we read in the New Testament and even the person of Christ as we read about him in the gospels and the way that Christ um, was able to reach people on the margins, people who would have been considered untouchable or unworthy or second class and brought them closer, brought them into community, offered healing and social restoration. Um, you know, Jesus was not worried about his reputation being sullied by affiliating, for example, with women, (laughs) you know, um, uh, so how are our, if yes, we know we want to center our common life in the church and in spiritual communities around the person of Christ, in what ways are we willing to bring in people willing and able to bring in people from the margins is, is this a kind of power structure where the one guy is at the top? Does that really look like the kind of Christian community that we read about in the new Testament? And this is not me saying that there should be no spiritual authority or leadership structure. I understand that that might be a part of a lot of churches, obviously, but in what ways do people feel empowered in being heard in exercising their gifts in shaping the life of the community instead of just like looking to the one person to give all the answers, you know, the, the sense of um, deep engagement and participation and not just churches about me coming every Sunday and getting the message from the one person as content and then going home. So yeah. in in what ways are people, um, empowered to participate and have agency in real ways in a Christ-centered community. And then, you know, if there are problems, ideally, um, ideally the people who might be considered to have less power or less of a voice, um, are taken seriously and have channels where they can affect change. Um, I think so often what can happen in celebrity focused churches is that there's this power hierarchy based on how close you are to the one guy. (laughs) I'm just saying guy, because it's usually a guy. Um, And if you're in the fold, you have a vested interest in kind of propping up the celebrity figure because if you don't you'll you'll you might lose your place right you might be cast out of the inner circle um and if you're not close to the celebrity figure it can feel really hard to know well, where's my place here do i have a voice does my presence matter um no i don't have super flashy gifts i don't speak or sing or lead from the stage but I have important gifts to share. We believe, you know, all members of the body have important gifts to bring for the edification of the whole. Um, And so are those quieter gifts, you know, maybe like the gifts of hospitality or healing prayer, are those able to be exercised and honored and valued? 
um, as equally as the flashier from the stage gifts. So I guess I'm, I guess I'm, what I'm articulating is that a Christ-centered community um, would be a place where every part of the body, every member of the body is, is healthy, is flourishing and knows that they are essential, even if they don't seem to be essential by the world's standards and definitions. Yeah. Amen. I, I love that, that when you highlighted that they all know that they are essential, that they're, that they have a voice, um, regardless of like their introvert, extrovert have, you Mm. know, gifts that can be used on Sunday or have gifts that can be amplified Monday through Saturday, right? Like that. It's just that they matter, that they matter Mm -hmm. and that they don't matter less or more than anyone else in the space, including those who are on stage. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely a Christ centered church because Jesus, when we think about um, his approach to dignifying people is that you all Mm -hmm. matter, you all matter. um, And that no, none is greater. I am, you know, I am the greatest um, and mm-hmm. y'all are all here with me, but none are in different kind of like levels, even if there are positions or whatever um, in churches. Um, and so I think that's that's really important um, to kind of observe if like part of the church communities that we are in. Um, and it's not to say if that's not the case that you have to leave, but maybe you can be a part, uh, people can be a part of like the change that mm-hmm. um that happens in a church, right? Um, moving it from celebrity-centric culture to Christ-centric culture. And the thing is, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a celebrity in your church for celebrity-centric culture to be it. You know, I think we'll be like, well, no celebrities mm-hmm. come to my church. That don't matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to actually be a celebrated church in order for the church to have obvious signs that it's mm-hmm. centered around that. So I think that's also important mm-hmm. for people to consider. Um, and the last thing is, how can we discern as a body, and this kind of, this is kind of connected to what we just said, how can we discern as a body um, of signs that we'll see, whether in a, in a church or a conference or a ministry, that makes mm. it kind of like obvious, quote unquote obvious, that it is celebrity-centric culture. Because like I just said, like, it doesn't have to be that a celebrity goes to that church, but there are signs um, uh-huh. that a church is kind of has a mission to be mm-hmm. celebrity um, centered, like kind of like this marketing um, ad that came up to me. I went to the guy's page. <laughs> He's actually a pastor. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say he, I'm sure his church is like that. Right. And I don't want to assume, mm-hmm. but like that could be it. So what would, what would be things that you say are signs, whether mm-hmm. in a church or a ministry that um, kind of obviously mm-hmm. say like, Hey, we're celebrity centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is an emphasis on image. And by image, I don't just mean personal appearance or do you look good in particular lighting? (laughs) Um, That's part of it for sure. But it is also, I think, more generally wanting to appear impressive, attractive, um, hip to others looking in very much impression oriented. Um, You might come to our church because you like that we have great lighting and great video production and know how to create a great Instagram reel. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I would say emphasis on image and oftentimes emphasis more on image than content Um, that 
you might come to that church because of a great marketing campaign. And when you get there, mm, there might not be a lot under the surface. Now, sometimes there is like, sometimes you have a great social media campaign and then you, you come in and you realize, oh, actually this was actually valuable, helpful. There's something rich here to offer. Um, but because we live in such an image oriented culture, it's almost like the content become, can become an afterthought. <laughs> um, I would say in, in many celebrity oriented cultures, there is an emphasis on loyalty to the central figure over faithfulness to Jesus. And again, this isn't to say we shouldn't show honor to spiritual leaders who have proven themselves to be honorable over time. But loyalty is different from honor. And where I, you know, in digging into so many stories, you start to see that there was this sense that the celebrity figure is always right. And the people around them had to basically agree with that. And people who, who tried to ask hard questions or even offered a different opinion sometimes lost their access to the leader. And I just don't, I, I'm concerned about the ways that loyalty at all costs can be weaponized, truthfully, to mask deeper problems that can hurt a lot of people. I mean, I, I will say, I think celebrity is bad for celebrities themselves. You know, whether we're talking about in the church or more broadly, there's a kind of isolating effect that can come with celebrity and a warning sign for any leader, especially if you sense that your star is rising or you're becoming more well-known is to feel increasingly more well-known and yet increasingly isolated, again, from the people who really know you, really love you, aren't, you know, are maybe happy for you that you've had success, but aren't impressed in the way that people on the outside are. Um, so a warning side would just be leaders who are really lonely and don't know how to show up in authentic ways because they now feel this pressure to perform celebrity. They now feel pressure to perform a certain role for the church. They don't know what spaces there are for them to be authentically human, which means I have gifts and I also have challenges. I struggle with certain things. I have doubts, you know, whatever it is that doesn't look shiny and impressive. We all need places where we can speak authentically about challenges. And so if a leader finds they they are they don't have those spaces, I think that that can often be a real red flag. Yeah, and I think it connects that connects to um like cancel culture in the sense that people will go so far to try to even have this persona that's probably not even them um out of fear mm. of um, out of fear of that, right? Um, and I think the loyalty point you made, I think, is so essential and important. I I often call that like tribalism of like this, mm -hmm. like we are connected to just like it's this one 
place and it's just about this one person and how we do things um and i yeah that's dangerous because it what it does is even as an individual what you'll end up doing so because of loyalty you like why only listen to like my pastor i don't listen to any other preacher in the world which is like wow um (laughs) you'll you only listen to them over reading the bible um they're always right they can like Mm -hmm. say some Mm -hmm. nonsense heretical it don't matter. They're always right kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think that that can become that because of loyalty and, and honor. Mm-hmm. Cu- I mean, I can do a whole other conversation on honor culture and, um, how that kind of is, even the word is abused and misused. Um, you know, uh, yeah, but I think us really mm-hmm. learning what it means to honor just like, uh, you know, growing up, mm-hmm. I was always like told like, Oh, the scripture says, honor your mother and father. I didn't know until adulthood what actually that meant. So I, mm-hmm. I just thought it meant like, listen to your parents. And then I mm-hmm. became an adult and I read the Bible. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's like deeper than that. And if like my parents do happen to be unhealthy, um, I can love them from a distance and that can still be honoring, right? Um, and so the word honor mm-hmm. can just is just, I think, um, definitely misused. And so I like the word loyalty because I think mo- most people can probably define loyalty much easier than they probably can define um, mm-hmm honor so mm-hmm. yeah I think that's that's really powerful hopefully people can consider the signs and I think too like people will be like well what do I do with these signs like God mm. is God is encouraged let let the Holy Spirit give you boldness let the Holy Spirit give you courage um and don't keep these thoughts and observations to yourself right being community have conversations it doesn't have to miss people will be like well if I'm talking about it it's gossip it, it's not gossip if it will lead to the flourishing of the body it is not gossip mm-hmm. if it will lead um to some sort of change to some sort of repentance um why you think it's gossip you're keeping it to yourself and that's probably bad for you too so I think it's just important to be having these discussions with each other um, mm-hmm. in order for us, yeah, to really consider the the whole body of Christ. Because it's not just about your church. It's not just about your pastor. It's about right. the entire body of Christ. And we need to, and we get to see the bigger picture and the and also the bigger consequence <laughs> um, whilst mm-hmm. looking at the bigger picture of all of this. So I really appreciate you, Caitlin. I appreciate how you communicate about these things. Um, you know, I think it can be really hard and um, some people just kind of like, it's hard to even hear sometimes, but you communicate it with like a lot of grace. Um, and the lot, and, and I can also tell that you are so from the most part, what I see is like from a, in a place of healing, like that you communicate it not out of bitterness that you really love mm-hmm. the body. Um, and I think that's essential. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what is going to help us that we would come from a place talking when we are ready to talk, that we come from a place that we are healed or healing in order for mm-hmm. our communication about the body not be bitter centered because that's not. Yes. So I appreciate your voice um, and just how you minister to the body. Um, I'm excited for your new um, sub stack. Um, I saw your first post <laughs> and I was like, yes, let's do this. Um, yeah. Please tell us like, where people can find you and follow you. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to share? Yeah. Well, thank you for hosting this conversation. And thank you for also talking about hard things in a way that you are not centered around an experience of bitterness, um, but are seeking to edify and build up. And I believe that sometimes the only way to do that is to start to interrogate some of the ways we built the church so that we can restart where we need be and have something better and to have something that truly reflects the beauty of Christ. And that's 
what that's why I wrote my book. That's what I hope comes through. So I'm grateful that that did come through for you. Um, yeah, so I have a website, caitlinbeatty.com. I have lots of essays there. You can find more information about my Substack, which yes, I just launched and now I actually have to write now. So <laughs> I guess once you launch it, you have to keep doing the thing. Um, and then I'm, yeah, I'm on um, all the social media channels except for TikTok, but Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. So yes. yeah, I, f- I feel like um, TikTok is just another world. I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be ready to step into it. <laughs> No, um, no. And, and yeah, it's so funny with, so, cause I saw your stuff that you said every Wednesday and I was like, oh, that's ambitious. I love that. She's committing to it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Yes. Yes. I think, uh, yeah, I want to do the weekly rhythm and I, if I hit nine, if I hit it 90%, that'll be okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, so. I feel you. I feel you. Um, it can be, it can be, yeah, it can be a lot of different things. Um, but yeah, I'm just so grateful for you. Um, and there's going to be some resources y'all on more of like these kinds of things, um, in the show notes. So check that out. Hey there friends. Hopefully this episode encourage you to acknowledge if you do see signs of celebrity culture in your church. Um, and if you're part of perhaps the amplification of it and we can always turn away, we can always perhaps do a new approach. And so check out the resources on our website in order to be able to grow in that as well as a Christian in the body. Y'all, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply something you either learned or heard to your continued growth on your faith journey. I invite you to study more on the scriptures we talked about on this episode and don't let any conviction you experience go without prayer and action. Share any thoughts or testimonies you may have by leaving us a rate or review and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Meet us next time for another episode and if you don't already, follow us on Instagram following at PD or at we.r.fool to learn more about our growing community and get connected with us.